All right, guys, before we get started, I want to give out a shout out to four of our Patreon subscribers, John Mazzafaro, Trey White, AJ Sawyer, and Dustin Sadek. Uh, they are part of our main event Patreon tier. They get uh, special episodes from us, unboxing videos from me and Sheena, and a bunch of other stuff. Check it out, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show for all the details. Everything we make from the Patreon goes right back into the show for t-shirts and giveaways and stuff like that. So check it out and on to the show. We're on the road to WrestleMania, the Elimination Chambers this weekend. It's the Chick Foley Show. Thank you for listening. This is Phil Gentile, a.k.a. the Hot Take Kid, in the mother-in-law's basement now. i got Sheena Phelps, a.k.a. Chick Foley, across the, across the pond in Honolulu. How are you? I am well. How about yourself, man? Hanging not, in there? Yeah, not too bad. Joe Flacco got traded today, which was nice uh, for me. And, oh, um, yeah. I like that. Nice little closure on that chapter of my life. And yeah. uh, Now you can start anew. Breath of fresh air. Exactly. And then I'm, I'm still searching for Pete Dunne and the NXT elites like a, uh, like a, like a meth head on, uh, on Lombard Street in Baltimore. But other than that, oh. it's been pretty good. I know. Oh, my gosh, that Pete Dunne figure. We're going to talk about that a little bit uh, later on. But I just saw that um, our friend over at, at Customs underscore figure underscore shirts uh, got it from his mom. For Valentine's Day, I'm like, Mom, step your game up. Like, Man, yeah. Doing? Yeah, how is Custom Figure Shirts Mom on point this year did, for Valentine's Day? That's did, like Christmas level. Did you get uh, Valentine's gifts from your parents when you were a kid? I don't think so. Oh, no, I, I lie. I used to get a box of Russell Stover's chocolates from my mom every Ooh, year. Nice. But it wasn't like it wasn't like it is now where, um, I mean, the parents like go all out and like do all those things. And now have, I, I know you have a little guy. He's too he's still too young for this. But um, a lot of my friends have kids who are in elementary school. And dude, like, you know how you used to when we were in elementary school, like take a little shoebox to school to collect your Valentine's. You know, you may have like put some pink construction paper on it or some red yeah, construction yeah. paper or something. These like I don't know if Pinterest is taking this to a whole new level, but I'm like Brett, I don't know like I don't know if we can get on this level, dude. Like people are they're building like unicorns and like dinosaurs and like all these like cardboard paper mache things just to collect these valentines. I'm oh like, my god, what? I'm like by the t- by the time Brett is in school, well hopefully by the time Brett's in school they'll just text each other. Everything will be digital, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I couldn't believe it. Like the how how elaborate the uh, Valentine's boxes are these days. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I got uh, I got the kids some Legos and a uh, well, a Randy Orton uh, WrestleMania Elite that I've been hanging on to that I just never gave them. So just you know, nothing nothing super high end, but just a couple yeah. gifts. You know, it's it's a, it's a made up for a made up holiday. It's a pretty good haul. You know. Yeah, I, I dig Valentine's Day. I, I don't. I don't hate Valentine's Day. Um, we're gonna take. We're gonna take the baby face to this little place called the Discovery Center and let him play around there, and then we're gonna go grab lunch. So that will be our Valentine's festivities nice. Nice. Uh, for tomorrow. Yeah. The uh, the wife d- uh, d- doesn't hate Valentine's Day, but she is like the most low maintenance wife of all time. She doesn't even know. She won't even know it's Valentine's Day tomorrow unless I say something. So. I uh mm-hmm. I, I we usually pick yeah. we'll pick up some takeout Chinese some sushi and uh, put the kid to sleep and then watch some movies or something that's uh you know pretty pretty low key so it's it's always good. 
Yeah, same here. I, I, I consider myself a pretty low-key chick when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, we just, you know, Valentine's Day has just never been our, our holiday. I appreciate people that celebrate it and go all out. But, yeah, it, it really is nothing special to me. Seth's like, what do you want for Valentine's Day? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, don't worry about it. Uh, if you need some advice for Valentine's Day, you can hit us up at ask, askchickfoley at gmail.com or you can DM us. It's Chick Foley on Instagram and I am I hate JJ Reddick. And uh, you can use the hashtag askchickfoley uh, for any uh, listener mail and questions like that. You can check hey, out. Hey, Phil, you know what makes oh. an awesome Valentine's Day gift? Oh, what's that? Freaking a Chick Foley Show t shirt. For your loved ones, we have five designs available now we have or five different colors and two different designs the newest design that phil hooked us up with the king of the ring design is super mage so if you're looking for a gift for the loved one in your life definitely go out to prowrestlingtees.com check out the chick foley show swag and uh grab yourself something because we dig it did you hear that the uh our buddies over the fully posable podcast are going to have ads on their podcast now yeah, I, I I think they should, man. I mean, shoot, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to do this uh, this job for nothing. People want to give you some ad, buy some ad space for you from you. Go for it. I think it's I think it's bullshit. Oh, by the way, check out our t-shirts on prowrestlingtees.com. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's bullshit that they have ads on there. Also, check us out patreoncom show. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just plug ourselves. Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have to have other people plug us. But if you want to sponsor the Chick Foley Show, um, oh yeah, we we're more than welcome. We are available for. Um, you know, opening and so just hit us up at askchickfoley at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it last week. Our buddy Jason Wolf, who designs a lot of the stuff for the guys over at Chick Fol, uh, at, no, the guys over at Fully Posable. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Jason WLF. He does some great artwork. He designed our new t shirt. We hinted at it last week. It's a basically the old King of the Ring logo with uh, the, the Chick Foley name on the uh, instead of King of the Ring. And it's pretty, pretty fire t shirt. It's all over our uh, Instagram and our twitter account so check that out there and that's a, a new shirt on pro wrestling t so uh hit it up man check it out mm-hmm. let's get into um uh we, we at the top of the show we touched on some of our patreons we have some new patreons this week uh steven henry nick lawrence Ty, uh, dylan green and zach egloff thank you guys for joining the foley family and yeah. you're getting a bunch of cool stuff i recorded a unboxing video of retro series seven last night i think it was while my wife was mm-hmm. snickering while holding the camera it was the best. I loved it. I loved how she was uh, giving you a little bit of giggles as you were like, um, you know, getting so excited and un- unwrapping your yeah. or un- unboxing your figures. I thought I thought it was cute. You posted a couple of videos. I wrote an article with my uh, WrestleMania Dream uh, card. So uh, we got a bunch of cool stuff going on over at our Patreon page. So check it out there for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing an NXT takeover review. I mean, the lowest level Sheena starts at a dollar a month. I mean, come on. If you listen mm-hmm. to the show, I mean, everyone who listens to the show, like, come on, jump on for a dollar a month. That's all we really ask. I had some people sign up this week because people were looking for Retro Series 7 and they signed up for the Patreon. And I said, oh, hey, I'll mail you uh, some some figs. I don't care. So a couple of the guys, uh, one of them lives in Northern Ireland and one lives in Essex, England. And I sent them some retro figs. Of course, they, you know, they, they, they PayPal'd me over, but uh, I didn't mind. And uh, our buddy Mike Lanham wanted some retro rings. My Kmart is closing, so uh, they're like eleven bucks for those retro rings. So I sent him six of them in the mail. So, I feel uh, like your Kmart has been closing for like a year. 
this Kmart it has. Yeah, it's like one of those. It's you know they close technically they close every night, so I guess that's maybe that's why they're closing. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they go they go from um, you know thirty percent off everything closeout <laughs> sale to like thirty five percent off everything closeout sale. They're just inching inching their way to full closure. Yeah, this this Kmart is super sad. I thought they were all. I mean, I I bought a couple retro rings there, and I was like, man, these are gonna be gone. I came back and like the the toy aisle is exactly. Yeah, how and everything's like fifty percent off. I figured it'd be like a madhouse in there, but uh, to no avail. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Also, I wanted to tell everybody check out. Um, we talked about it last week on the show, but um, our buddies over at for, at for the title, they are over halfway funded for um, their web comic. They're trying to bring us everything they've ever produced in one nifty gifty comic, and it is so made. You guys, like I said, I have I have their original um, book, and it is just so worth it. So go over, check it out, um, donate to those guys because they are amazing. So it's at for the title. And, of course, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can find our episode. You can review it. So uh, let's get into Inside the Squared Circle. It's a build-up week for a pay-per-view, but it didn't really feel like it. But let's start with some stuff outside of the WWE, Sheena. What you got? So, um, as you know, and you probably saw by now, um, it is official. Kenny Omega signs with AEW. Um, And, you know, I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, obviously he's with AEW right now. And I was thinking, like, well, are we ever going to see Kenny Omega in in WWE? Um, And personally, I think, like, I know all all the AEW and, like, all the indie smarks are, like, you know, jumping for joy, as they should. I mean, I'm I'm excited for AEW, too. I don't want anyone to think that I, like, crap on AEW because I'm excited for it, and I'll definitely be watching, like, All In 2 and all the things. So, um, but I definitely feel like Kenny is going to eventually be in WWE, even though he's with AEW right now. Um, I'm just hoping it's more of like an AJ situation where he shows up like when he's 40. Cause I think Kenny is like 35 right now. Um, so, I mean, he's like, you know, right, right in that window, but I hope he shows up like <laughs> right when he's about to turn 40, maybe instead of being like sting and, you know, showing up with his AARP card. Um, so I'm hoping <laughs> we still, when we, when we do see Kenny Omega that it, it, it's like, you know, we still have like that prime time Kenny Omega. Um, and, you know, I think what the Smarks are going to say, like, you know, Kenny doesn't need WWE. That's why I went with AEW and blah, blah, blah. Um, but guys, like the path he's on, he's on the path to being like the best wrestler ever to not go to WWE. So whether you like it or not, WWE is always going to be mentioned in like the first four or five sentences of his legacy. Like, you know, it's going to be like, oh, you know, Kenny Omega, um, you know, the best the best wrestler of all time you know, that never went to WWE. So WWE is still going to like chase him around. It's, it's like, it's like the Dan Marino syndrome, right? Like Dan Marino is the best QB ever hashtag not to win a Super Bowl. you know? So it's like, it's, he's always going to carry that with him. Um, so I definitely think he will come to WWE eventually. It's just a matter of, of when. I think so too. And I think he's 35. I know AJ Styles is what, 41 or 42. So, you know, he's still, I would is say AJ that old. Yeah, he's really? pretty old, man. He's he's older than Hogan was he when was, he went to yeah. WCW. Yeah, forty one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, so I mean, he's still got some some you know gas left some in the good tank. Years. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. You know, I mean, he's he looks amazing. But uh, oh. yeah, like I said, I hope he I hope he gets here before he gets past his prime or before he has some sort of like you know <clears throat> like career changing injury. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you never you know, know what's gonna happen. I mm-hmm. I am not a big yeah. I'm interested to see what happens with the AEW. I don't think it's going to be as big as people think. I think 
the smarks love something different, but they're you know they're they're going to turn on it like they turn on everything. And it, you know, I've already seen it on social media. People were trying to get these presale tickets, and they sold out in like ten minutes. People were all upset. They had them reserved, and they couldn't get them. And now, you know, two things like that happen, and you're going to lose some fans. But you know, I hope it succeeds. I think competition is going to be good. But I would have loved to see him come back. I supposedly offered a huge contract to him, but uh, he he wanted to go with his boys, and I'm sure he has a stake in that company. He's what the you know executive vice president or something. Yeah. Well, I think I think also um, uh, I forgot what I was going where I was going with that thought. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. No big deal. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how much money they're going to put into this. If it struggles for a year or two, yeah, they're they're going to sell out at first. They're going to be the newest, hottest thing on on the street. But oh, I was, I've I found my thought. Okay. Um, so I was going to say, AEW, like I think their their pay per view events are those type of pay per view events that you can enjoy because it's just going to be phenomenal wrestling. Um, that you can enjoy even if you don't watch up and keep up with whatever their whatever their format's going to be week to week or you know streaming or whatever. Um, I think like you can watch all in and not you know, not know all the backstories and all the storylines and just really enjoy the wrestling. So even for someone like yourself, who's not going to keep up with like everything that's going on, um, in AEW, like you're still going to be able to enjoy those, those big events. Cause I have no doubt that they're going to be, you know, top notch. Yeah. This, the real conversation starts is when they do a weekly show, can they build storylines? Right. Do they have enough talent for that? Do they have writers for that? You know, it's, it's cool to see Omega and, and Chris Jericho go and burn the house down, but you know, to fill TV time every week, it's, you know, WWE runs into it with three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown. It's tough, you know. It's, oh, yeah. And, and it sure. gets, you're going to have to keep things fresh. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. It's tough. I mean, we've seen a lot of companies, we think about the talent that ROH had for years with, you know, uh, why am I blanking uh, AJ Styles and, and uh, Samoa Joe and CM Punk, a lot of guys. And, you know, they, even they couldn't reach the, the heights of, of what, uh, you know, wcw was in their heyday so well you know best of luck to them we'll see but hopefully kenny omega lands in wwe eventually yeah for sure uh the biggest story of the week and this is one that i loved because it got all the smarks pissed off is um (laughs) is charlotte uh into the main event at wrestlemania now becky out after being suspended Mm -hmm. at the end of raw by vince mcmahon after (laughs) after having to apologize to uh to triple h it was weird. What did you think on this? It was interesting. So, okay. So I, I really liked where it started. I I thought it was great. You know, when they came out and were like, you know, all you, they gave her that. And it was kind of like weird. Like, okay, what's the catch? Like you kept thinking to yourself as Stephanie and Triple H were talking like, okay, what's the catch? Like, you know, you saw your doctors. We're going to let that slide. I know you didn't see our doctors. Um, and I just kept waiting for it. Well, then, of course, we saw where he's like, you need to apologize. Well, Becky, being the firecracker that she is, just came off and, like, you know, spit in the face of the authority, told them they've been screwing people for decades. And I loved it. I loved it. It was so awesome. And then, obviously, he gave her an ultimatum, like, well, you're either going to apologize or, um, you know, you're out. Well, then, obviously, we had the whole episode where Becky is going back and forth, whether she's going to apologize. But um, I didn't like how it ended. Like, I thought – so – my thoughts were, why why would you knock Becky down a peg and make her apologize? Like, make her go through this, like, mental turmoil and have her come face-to-face with Rhonda, where Rhonda's making her feel bad about apologizing and then have that segment with Finn and then have her apologize, knock her down a peg, and then still screw her. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't understand, like, how that benefited Becky in any way. Yeah, they definitely defanged her a little bit by making her kind of put her tail between her legs and apologize. And also the the thing where she, like, didn't know whether she should apologize or not is asking people in the back. Like, come on. I mean, this is not what Stone Cold would have done back in the day. This is, like, very... I, I don't know. It just seemed very on out of character, and it, it it did nothing to help her out for sure. It did, yeah. It was very it was very strange considering where she's been like the last several months, like you know, building up to this, like that kind of like I don't care, you know, who who I take down in the process, like I'm getting my my shot at the main event at WrestleMania, um, and then then to her, yeah, to like go ask for advice and stuff in the back, and like really like let Rhonda like kind of hurt her feelings or like put her in her place, and then you know actually actually do apologize. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely see where they're going. I mean, they've invested so much in making Rhonda a babyface. Uh, you know, like they don't want her to get booed at WrestleMania, so that's where Charlotte has come in, and I do commend them for like making Charlotte like that corporate heel yeah, to it's where a cool like, role. I mean, she, yeah, she's got like you know mega heat. Um, and she's, she's playing it phenomenally, but it is, you know, we kind of knew that it was going to be a triple threat, but then they kind of gave us a little bit of glimmer of hope that it was going to be one-on-one. And then now they're, they're sliding it back into being, being a triple threat. So again, I think it's more, more than anything just to protect, um, protect Rhonda. Sheena, what's the worst case scenario here? We get, we get a triple threat with Rhonda, Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Like what? That's the worst case scenario. Charlotte is fucking awesome. Like, okay. She's phenomenal. Yes. So, so, and and you think the people that think Becky's not going to be back in this match, come on. I mean, this is, there's, it's 60 days until this match happens. They have to do something. They can't just do, I mean, Ron, they can't have Rhonda and Becky wrestle or, or even like come in contact because they're on different brands. I mean, they'll have, what, they're just going to do promos for, for eight weeks straight. I mean, no, they're going to have to do something to inject some life into this. And, you know, I don't know what, would it be crazy if somehow Ruby riot wins the title on Sunday and we, then we get a, Ruby Riot Charlotte match, but then we still get a Ronda Becky match. I mean, could they do that? That would yeah, I mean, that would be I, I weird, thought, but yeah, I thought about that too. Whether it would just be like, um, you know, Ronda and Becky fighting, like not like no title. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know. I, li- I like what they're what they're doing with Charlotte because you ha- what are you going to do with her if she's not in this match? That's probably what they're thinking. And also, like you like you say, they don't. They, they want someone to take the loss if Becky wins the title, but they don't want it to be Ronda. They don't want the shine to be off of her. Right. Ronda's and- going to be that neutral third party. You know what I'm saying? Like Becky's going to get like the pop of the cinch and then um, Ronda or then uh, Charlotte's going to get, you know, booed out of the stadium. And then Ronda's going to be that kind of, like I said, the neutral third party. So like I said, they're protecting Ronda um, for my personal, you know, this is just me just, you know, fantasy booking. I would love to see Ronda and Becky go head to head because I feel like it would make Becky's win more legitimate. But I mean, there's no shame in beating Charlotte Flair and Ronda. You know what I'm saying? There's no like, I mean, I don't think that's anything to be like, Oh God, well that makes her look weak because both of those women are freaking phenomenal. So, you know, that's just me and my own personal, like I wish it was just head to head, but if it's a triple threat, I ain't going to be mad at it. Do you think there's any aspect of that? You know, everyone knows what we're what we're doing here. It was going to be Becky, Ronda. Becky was going to win, and that's what the fans want. So let's let's do something to just piss off the fans, kind of thing, and then we'll eventually give them what they want. Do you think they think that far in advance? I don't think they think that far in advance, but 
didn't they? I mean, aren't we? We're in charge here. We what we say goes. This is the new WWE. So if we want Becky and Ronda, we should get Becky and Ronda. Um, well, there's also yeah, no I rematches, think, but you know that's went out oh, the window. Yeah. True. I think WWE is just they've just mastered the art of like trolling the masses. Like they're like the mo- they're like the most um like like they're like masterclass trolls. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean they 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 do it every single week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh it'd be interesting where this goes. I I I now that they've hinted that Charlotte's going to be at ringside for this Ronda match on Sunday. Uh I don't know what's going to happen there, but um other speaking notes Speaking of oh, so Yeah, speaking of female champions though, like like who has who kidnapped Oscar? Has nobody like is nobody yeah, t- worried? Like I need to put her her face on a milk carton. Like where the hell is Oscar? I think she's on some of the posters for Elimination Chamber too, but she's not. There's no way she's wrestling. She hasn't even. I mean, it's been since Royal Rumble, she hasn't been on anything, and she beat Becky. No, like why no. isn't she out there saying, "Hey, I she, beat Becky Lynch. I'm awesome." I. No, she has not been on TV other than that one backstage seg- like pre-recorded segment since the Rumble, and I do not understand. I cannot wrap my mind around it. I'm like I said, I'm starting to suspect that maybe Dave Meltzer, like kidnapped her. You know, he has like that <laughs> Japanese fetish. Yeah, uh, yeah. So took her to the Tokyo to Dome. Yeah, I think I think that uh, we need to like maybe have send a SWAT team into like Meltzer's basement or something and see if we can find Oscar. Uh, your boys, the revival, win the tag team titles finally. Uh, finally, yeah, that was that was very surprising. It was like right in the middle of the show, and mm-hmm. it was just so unceremonious. I thought, which was kind of cool in a way, and then it was kind of like it was kind of confusing in a way too. Like, why now? You know. I just watched it right before we started recording, and because uh, I hadn't watched that match, or I, I was kind of doing something, and but you know, on Monday I didn't really wasn't super invested in it, uh, and the crowd was super dead. I mean, I, I don't. I, it's hard for me to believe that anyone really, the casual fan, gives a shit about the revival. I mean, I know maybe they're so good. Though. They are good. They are good. They're, they're definitely you know a great tag team, but it's not the, the style of wrestling that people they want to see AOP and these loud tag teams and. Do you think this is a response to their threat to, to head to AEW that they get the straps? I don't think so. I mean, I think that's what the narrative is going to be. Like, oh, well, these guys asked for their release and they asked to go there. They, they were going to go to AEW. So, um, you know, Vince put the tag titles on them. But I mean, ever since they've come back from injury, they've they've been in the picture. You know, it's just been like like, you know, just waiting for their moment. Um, and I'm so glad, I mean, I'm so glad that they're the, the champions. What I would love, let's, since, since we're just talking about fantasy booking, what I would love to see is um, the Revival versus the Usos at Mania to unify the tag titles. So, you know, this is 2019. We're all about equality. We have one set of women's titles or tag titles, one set of men's tag titles. And I think even if you didn't put them on the same show, um, you know, like if you even if you had like tag teams split up, like you didn't have all the tag teams on SmackDown or all the tag teams on Raw, um, you could just have cross brand because like the brand split is kind of like diminishing day week by week, right? Like we we see Becky on Raw every week now, you know, and like we see a lot of yep. cross branding. Um, so I'm thinking like just unify tag titles, no more Raw and SmackDown titles, just WWE tag titles. I like that a lot, and I think it would be better for the division as a whole to have guys yes. cross over, get some more exposure, and less. You know, less matches on some of these cards where we're having five hour, 
five hour cards with you know ten titles defended. I mean, think about how many titles we talked about last week. How many titles are going to have to be defended on at WrestleMania? It's insane. It's could, exactly. the entire card would just be just be title matches. Exactly, and we know like the Raw tag titles. I mean, they they literally have like no meaning whatsoever at the moment. You know, like it, it it's sad how how horrible like tag wrestling has been on raw. And then you have SmackDown who has like incredible tag teams on the roster, but they're, they, they fight each other. Like it's the same four teams, like always in the mix. So I think by just unifying the titles and letting everybody vie for these one set of titles, you're going to, you're going to be able to build more feuds and like, you know, just give, give us a little bit of, um, you know, different differentiation, you know, that uh, that was probably the best match of the week. That revival Rude and Gable match it was really good. A lot of close falls, and uh, they were they were tearing the house down in some house shows. I think the last couple of weeks I saw on social media. So I'm sure the uh, creative took notice of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for those guys, and I'm excited to see like you know if they if they hang on to the titles past Fast Lane and um, in, into Mania. I'm not happy about Elias, who was you know as a face really getting over doing some cool stuff and now as a heel he seems to be feuding with Kalisto and I mean are we going to get a Kalisto I mean Elias Lucha House Party match at Wrestlemania come on well no we, Elias never has any real feuds he just has spots and segments like he doesn't I mean think about it he's never he never has anyone that's like legitimate like a legitimate feud. I mean, what, like Bobby Lashley? Yeah, I was going to say, the, that's the, the only one. Was, yeah, it was probably the closest. But um, other than that, like, it's just, he just basically has like these little one-offs, like the Jeff Jarrett thing and like, you know, um, with Finn and all of those things. Um, and I think this Lucha House Party is going to be, is going to be the same way. And I thought the way they like did that on Monday night where they just kept interrupting him and interrupting him, I was like, are they doing this on purpose? Or like, did he come out too early? Or <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't figure out if it was um, supposed to happen like that or whether or not, like, I, I didn't know what I was supposed to be seeing or feeling at that moment. <laughs> It's, yeah, they did the Jeff Jarrett thing for a couple of weeks. Now they're doing this, but it almost feels like the you know the Bray Wyatt syndrome, where he's like he's great. They they can put him out there for promos, but does he have? You know, Bray had some feuds here and there, obviously, but he just kind of went from got person to person, got beat by people. Like I just need something for Elias to like sink his teeth into. Like I need him like yeah. in a in a in a Finn Balor IC title match at. I think they just typecast him. I think it's just like kind of like that typecast syndrome where like that's what he does. That's his that's his shtick. Let's just put him out in the ring. Let him hit a riff on the guitar. Um, you know, heat the crowd up a little bit um, by healing off on him, and then you know we'll have somebody come out and either he'll he'll get over or the other person will get over and then that's the end of it um and i i do think that he has a lot more potential than that but i just i mean i don't i mean i don't know where they would fit him in i mean jesus if we can have a braun Strowman baron corbin match on this elimination chamber like oh, where God. why can't we have some elias on on the card like what the hell yeah we'll get to that in a, in a minute because i got problems with that but uh smackdown was a little bit better we had i love charlotte coming out with a fire promo in the very beginning just kind of talking shit about becky and just reveling in the fact that she's you know she doesn't drop the ball she's always there when the company needs her you you, you hit it yeah. right in the head she's a very good like corporate uh de facto spokesperson so i like that role for her and then kofi kingston being added to the elimination chamber now i missed how they picked they were i watched it they were like we're gonna pick which new day is gonna be inserted into the match and then it would just end up being kofi did they do like something where they pick kofi or something or 
No. So um, well, Mustafa, well, they announced at the top of the show, well, Mustafa Ali came on and did a promo and said that he was, he was out, you know, for injury. He wasn't cleared to, to fight in elimination chamber. Apparently he got, he got um, a concussion at a house show over, you know, over the weekend and, you know, it's not cleared. And then they said, well, a member of the new day is going to, you know, take Mustafa Ali's, but they didn't tell us who. And then that's when they came down the ramp and, you know, did the little, you know, Biggie's going to go in. No, it's going to be Xavier. And then obviously they, they landed on Kofi and, you know, I thought it was really, really well done. I mean, I, I'm a Kofi Mark. Like, I love Kofi, and I would love to see him go. I'd love to see him have a championship run before he before he retires. But um, I uh, I thought it was funny because you just kind of thought, like, oh, well, here's a throwaway, you know? Like, I, I was very pleasantly surprised at the outcome of the gauntlet match. What about you? Yeah, I mean, beating the world champ, but, I mean, that's a yeah. huge, you know, obviously a non-title situation, but a huge, you know, clean finish, even with Rowan interfering for for Dana Bryan, it's pretty awesome to see, and yeah, Kofi has, you know, he's been with the company for over a decade, at least, I mean, maybe mm -hmm. 2005, 2006, I would say, so, I mean, he's... I thought it was like, I thought it was 11 years, I could, it could be more than that, but I thought he'd been with them 11 years. Okay, yeah, that makes, may... that makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's fun to watch, and I think you can do stuff like this without splitting up the new day and losing that that merch, that sweet sweet merch sale, you know. Oh yeah, well, and I mean the new day like basically like revived Kofi's career. Like, oh yeah, let's big be time. Real. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean they they gave Kofi like life, um, and. Um, I think what's so cool about the new day, I was actually listening um, to a, a different podcast and they, they nailed it. They were talking about how like, you know, you could totally see Kofi like being the world champ, you know, because, and it doesn't, it doesn't affect the rest of the new day as a faction. Like, cause they, they want Kofi to be champ because when they, when Kofi's champ, like the entire new day is the champ, you know, when, when two of them are the tag team champions, like they're all the tag team champions, yeah. you know, they really do yeah. have that like, you know, um, natural like brotherhood where they like legitimately are cheering for each other there's no jealousy like when one of them succeeds all of them succeeds and that's what i just love about the new day is just like how cohesive they are um and uh I, i'm super excited and after seeing that performance by kofi you know the gauntlet match beating uh, daniel like when they, when i found out he was going against daniel bryan first up i was like oh well this is just going to be a quick little squash you know um and then when it actually turned into a match and he beat him i was like okay like what is happening here? And then he beat um, Jeff Hardy and then Joe. And I was like, holy crap, is Kofi going to win this thing? Um, and even though, even though he didn't end up winning um, and Randy Orton ended up winning, I still think like the most memorable thing was, was Kofi in that whole gauntlet match. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, a cool showing. I love when they do those gauntlet matches. They don't overdo them. It, you know, it takes up a good amount of the show, but it still, you know, keeps things fresh and you're kind of hoping to see who the next person to come down is. And, yeah. you know, it was cool seeing Randy Orton at the end kind of steal the victory there. Uh, we'll get into that match at uh, Elimination Chamber in our predictions. But it, it sets up, you know, especially before pay-per-view, it sets things up pretty nicely without having to, like, uh, do the same matches over and over again. You're kind of getting something fresh. So I like, I yeah. And like that. I talked about last week uh, that, that this feud on SmackDown has been the most interesting thing about elimination chamber. I think, you know what I'm saying? It's been like the most like, like raw didn't really give us anything to get super excited about for elimination chamber. But, um, you know, these, these, guys like you know Kofi well not Kofi but it was Mustafa Ali obviously originally but you know Daniel Bryan Jeff Hardy um Randy Orton Joe um who am I missing here um I'm missing one but anyway Jeff like Hardy? their feud Jeff Hardy what'd you say Jeff Hardy 
Is it Jeff Hardy? I think I said Jeff Hardy. I no. can't remember. AJ Mom Styles. Brain. I don't know. AJ Styles. I, there you I go. forgot AJ Styles. Oh my God. How is AJ Styles the most forgettable person in this match? Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm excited to see who comes out on top. I mean, ideally we'll, we'll get into our, our predictions here in a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm pumped for it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely not what I would expect from uh, the go home shows uh, heading into a pay-per-view, but I'm excited about this. Let's get into the predictions and uh, elimination chamber coming up on Sunday. First match we have here on our list. The, I think it's a, who gives a shit match. It's Braun Strowman again. We should have like a, a every pay-per-view we'll just do like a, this is the who gives a shit match of the night, and this is definitely yeah. it. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. I don't know. This I literally is, just have on my notes. Like I just took some notes, and I was like, I just put in all capital letters, "Repug." Like yeah. I like I don't. That's the only thing I really have. Like the, I don't care who wins this, but like the quicker the better. Like you know, thank you next. You know. Yeah. What What was this at? Didn't they fight at Royal Rumble, and then all the guys came out and beat up Baron Corbin? Was that Royal Rumble? No, that was before Royal Rumble. That was. Uh, freaking that was awful whatever it was it's yeah. just gonna be a squash and TLC. I yeah tlc I don't, yeah. I don't know what they're they're doing here i guess they need to get stroman on the show at some point um i'd love to see let that. him rest that's what yeah. i keep saying is take stroman off tv like take him off tv so that that way we can miss him and then when he comes back we can be excited about him again but when you put him in a match on a pay-per-view with baron corbin of all people like I can't. I, I could not. Like I said, I could couldn't care less about this match. Like I'm probably going to be making myself a drink and you know Sounds refilling good. my plate. He's definitely winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> it's just sad. Yeah, it's I just can, sad. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. else are they going to do? I mean, I can't even. I can't even fantasy book him into anything. Like, you're not going to put him in the Intercontinental Title match or a U.S. Title match or something, and they'll probably pair him back up with Lashley and him and Lashley will have a match at um at um WrestleMania slow motion match can you imagine like that would Vince that would be like Vince's wet dream like somebody like Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley like together in a WrestleMania match like oh my god yeah uh cruiserweight titles so we both have Strowman there obviously is it even worth asking that question yeah, no, okay. yeah, it's Strowman for sure. Uh, Buddy Murphy, uh, the champion, t- taking on Akira Tozawa, who won a uh, was like a fatal four way the other night on uh, two hundred five live, and uh, I got Murphy here. I don't, I don't see him losing the belt here. This is probably going to be another pre show match. I guess both of these are going to be pre show. I don't, I don't know. They usually do two pre show matches. So. Yeah. Uh, what do you have? Yeah, I, I got Buddy Murphy in this too. Um, he's a super strong champ super strong champ at the moment and i don't think i think it's going to take someone with some serious momentum to come in and uh you know knock him off his pedestal smackdown tag team titles are on the line the besties mcmiz whatever you want to call them take on the usos mm-hmm. I'm, I'm torn here what do you what do you what are you thinking uh, well i mean i'm obviously I, like i'm picking the usos but i do feel that like bit of you know, like, oh, like it would be cool to see the besties win because I, I am liking their little bit of vibe that they got going on, even though like I, I don't really take them seriously as a tag team. But um, the segment that they did on SmackDown was I just loved like the Usos coming in and just completely like mocking these guys. And then, you know, they did the tag test and um, uh, Sh- Shane and the Miz were like doing the tag test, too. And it was just so funny and it got so over with the crowd. Um, but again, I-, I think it should be the Usos winning here and do what I said earlier in the show and do the, you know, just unify the tag titles with the Revival at Mania. Because um, I do the Revival 
versus the Usos oh, man, that'd be would great be in freaking insane. I don't care if the general population wants to see that or not. It would be insane wrestling. I'm going with the besties just to be different than you, but I've I have a strong feeling we're going to see them. I mean, those that seems like a WrestleMania match, Shane McMahon versus Miz at some point. I don't know who you're going to turn. I could see I could see that. Yeah, the Usos beating the Usos beating the besties and then the bestie like something happening like the you know one of them causing the Usos to win the match, you yeah, know. Miz flips and out that, or something, yeah. Yeah, yep. and the, yeah, exactly. And then that that causes their demise as a as a tag team and then they go face to face at a at mania but yeah the usos revival and and the bucks i mean they're like the best tag teams in the world right now well i mean obviously besides like the mild samoans tamina and naya like <laughs> let's let's be real like they're they're the cream of the crop but right right below them a hair below them are the usos revival and the bucks oh man we had some great uh, i think it was on one of your instagram posts that people were coming up with names for the uh Tamina and Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Samoan Slaughterhouse right now. That's, that's oh, their official name. God. But um, I, I go with the Mild Samoans instead of the Wild Samoans because every time they come out, the uh, the crowd goes mild. Somebody said the Unos instead of the Usos, like uh, pe- <laughs> like Pizza Unos. But uh, <laughs> uh, So, yeah. yeah, the Women's Tag Team Elimination Chamber match. Uh, there's only two teams that I think are even – they're even talking about we got the mild samoans uh, are these mm-hmm. real names that you came up with are these the names that are using fire and desire fire and desire is real the okay. mild samoans is definitely not real they their their real name i think is the samoan slaughterhouse oh, that's right yeah is what yeah it's what they refer to them themselves as but fire and desire is legit that's sonia right? deville and uh, mandy rose i'm, I'm assuming yep. you got the riot squad glomella glomella is actually fabulous glow but i like glomella better, that's better so that's yeah fine. I think Glow Mella rolls off the tongue better than Fabulous Glow. The Iconics and the Boss and the Hug connection. Uh, I'm worried about Sasha even making it into this match. I, that seems like a, that's two weeks in a row on Raw. She's left left the match early. Do you think that's a that's a work? It's, I can't really tell. I think I think it's um, I think she's really hurt, but I think that she'll be good. Like I think they're just they're not taking her completely off TV because they don't want to ruin all the momentum that they've built for them to possibly win the women's tag titles. Um but I think they're just protecting her and saving her from further injury or irritating and any injury before the before the pay-per-view. And this whoever gets if you get this right, uh, you win the entire card. Is the winning winning team of this going to get flowers from Triple H? Oh my god. You're probably right. They probably will. It's since it's a it's it's like a groundbreaking match, you know, women's first elimination chamber. Can you can you tell me why the qualifying match or the matches that those triple threat matches they had on Raw and SmackDown, why anyone was trying to break up the pin? Because wasn't it whoever got pinned was the was the first team in? Why would you try and break up the pin? Well, my thing is is why would you ever get tagged in? Yeah, like, some of them were like, tagging would- themselves in. <laughs> yeah, I would I would stand on the ramp and be like, okay, you guys fight, fight it out. Like I'm not coming in this match. Are you you lost your mind? Um, so yeah. Here's here's my dream scenario. Uh, well, not dream scenario because this is not a dream at all. But uh, I would say it's going to come down to Boston Hug against the Mild Samoans, and then the final two teams. For me, I think you put these belts on the Mild Samoans because they have so much damn heat. Everyone hates Nia Jax. And they're they're milking it for all it's worth, and then you have Sasha and Bailey win at WrestleMania. What say you? Ugh. Mm. Yeah, I mean that logically that makes sense. Um, 
you know, that uh, they would do that because of the heat. And I think maybe to obviously protect uh, Sasha if she's still injured. But God, I don't want to see that. No, I don't, I don't see them either. Walking around with the uh, with the tag titles. Um, I personally like. I think Boston Hug. I mean, I think they would be good. But personally, like, I like the Iconics. I still don't buy Sasha and Bailey as a tag team. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, they're still those individual. Like, it's Sasha Banks and Bailey. You know, like I can't. It's hard for me to put them in that tag team realm. You know, um, I feel like the Iconics are a legitimate tag team. You know, they. I feel like they, that's who I want to see win. Yeah, this is definitely setting up for a Sasha Bailey feud, you know, SummerSlam time or something. Uh, oh, I totally botched that up too. There, there, we had a women's elimination chamber match last year. I don't know why I was saying this was the first did? one. But. No, don't you? Yeah. That was a hell in a cell. They had an elimination chamber too? Well, now you got me questioning. Because I remember they did a Sasha and Charlotte hell in a cell. I don't know. It's always a, it's always a first of of something every paper. Yeah, they're always breaking ground with these women. Who freaking knows? But yeah, if they get flowers, I'm gonna like turn off my TV. Might have to do a special Patreon episode where me and the heel husband rank uh, some of the female wrestlers in a very respectable, very PC way. Would you be okay with that? I would be I would be okay with that. Okay, you know I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, Alexa Bliss won first ever women's elimination chamber match. Really? Yep. I knew. I was like, okay, this is wrong. Yep, because remember she climbed up the cage. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So yeah, I doubt they'll get flowers because this is the second one. But oh, maybe yep. since it's the first tag team, they're they're crowning the first tag women's champions. Maybe that's why I got um, Guile screwed up. Is because it's the you know inaugural tag titles. Those tag titles are freaking kick-ass looking though i have to I can't like can't talk shit on those they look so nice yeah i'm kind of dig them i'm glad they didn't go with the um you know the same old same old wwe logo i kind of i kind of dig the women's tag titles all right moving on to the handicap match for the intercontinental title bobby lashley and leo rush taking on finn balor um mm-hmm. what what say you on this one uh, I hope Balor wins, but I feel like it's it's already set up for some sort of shenanigans for Lashley to win. You know, Leo to to do something, um, and you know, just Finn Finn slowly slipping further and further back down to the bottom of the mid card. You know, he had his uh. he had his universal title shot, didn't make it, and now it's like yeah now you're not going to win the intercontinental title come on man i mean and it's, it's yeah it makes sense because now rush rush can just interfere at any point it's not going to get a dq yeah it's not yeah it's not, no, no, DQ. no dq because yeah. so yeah it's it's sad i mean i hope balor wins because if he beats both of them it'll definitely like make him you know make him look strong but yeah i don't see it happening i see finn like i said something happening and it's it's obviously going to be unfair it's a handicap match but i don't see him coming out on top of this one I'm going to go Balor, and I feel like I don't know what they're going to do with him at WrestleMania, but I would love to see a you know a four-way intercontinental title match with some of these guys, maybe Kevin Owens when he comes back. They hinted at him coming back on this uh, on Raw this week with some sort of like Yeah, he's got yeah, cell he's phone. got a month. It was cool though. I kind of dug it. I kind of liked seeing um Kevin Owens out in the wild. Yeah, made him like uh, a even, face though. I mean, I want him, I want to heal Kevin Owens. You don't know what you want until they give it to you, okay? That's Phil? true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Raw, women, Raw women's title on the line. We talked about it. Ronda Rousey against Ruby Riot. Somebody on Twitter was like, what? I'm, I'm really upset that they, they treat Ruby Riot like this. She doesn't get any, you know, she, no, no I'm like, dude, she's, she's getting a title match on a pay-per-view. What, what more could just, you want? Just for the record, guys, when you guys are like smarking off in the comments, that's how we read your voice. <laughs> that's you, yeah, that's how you sound to us. Um, but yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, obviously at this point in the year, they're not going to, nobody's going to be a hardcore championship contender because they've already mapped out what's going to happen. We all know what's going to happen, right? Like it's, it's just unspoken. We're going to get a triple threat at mania. Um, but the fact that they have enough confidence in Ruby riot to put her up against Ronda Rousey on a pay-per-view on a major pay-per-view, like, come on, like, you know, yeah, I feel like this was like the same time last year. She got a shot at Charlotte. I think it was on the same pay per view. And she's, I mean, she's, I like watching Ruby Ride. I think she's got a great heel persona. She has a great look and uh, she can go with any with anybody. I think she's, yeah, you know, she's going to be a future champion. Squad. Yeah, I love how she's got the Riot Squad. You know, like she's obviously the leader. I think she's, she's the best of the bunch. But, um, I think it's just cool. I mean, right now she's just kind of like the flavor of the month. I, I mean, I don't think there's a chance in hell that she's going to dethrone Rhonda. No, no. But um, if she comes out and puts on a good show and, like, you know, shows what she's capable of, I mean, but what more can you ask for, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a good match. That's all I care about. The uh, the main reason we're here, though, the world title elimination chamber match, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Jeffrey Hardy. Uh, I I don't see any way of Daniel Bryan losing the title here, but I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Um, I think Daniel Bryan also is going to also think Daniel Bryan's going to win. Uh, I don't think anyone right now has a star power to kind of like take him out just yet. Um, so, but there's a couple of other things that I could see happening. But I, I mean, I don't hope they happen, but I can see them happening. Is you have Kofi coming in with the Cinderella story, right? Um, taking the taking the belt from Daniel Bryan and then possibly losing it again at Fastlane before Mania um, to put Daniel Bryan back in the back in the champion or the title picture. But um, or I mean, you can never count Randy Orton out. Like seriously, like I feel like he's like Vince's security blanket. Yep. Um, yep. You know, like I mean, he could come out and win this, and we'd all just be like, oh. <laughs> you know, like here we here we go again. Yep. Um, so I, I could totally see those two things happening. I, I think it's too soon to give the title back to um, AJ Styles. So I don't see him winning. I don't think Jeff Hardy has it right now. Um, but yeah, Kofi or Randy Orton, I could totally see Samoa Joe. He could be he could be the underdog story. I could see him, you know, maybe finally getting his his title at Elimination Chamber and then again losing it um, at Fastlane. Who are the who are the? This is not for the prediction, but who who are the final two guys in this matchup? Oh, I was thinking about that earlier today. Um, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Mm, okay, I could see that. Yeah, I was thinking Kofi too, just because it's something different. I mean, that that match last night, were they planning? Do you think they had that all planned out to do that same thing with uh, Mustafa Ali and just kind of have him? Go over yeah. big time, and uh, they probably yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, oh well, they were just they were easily they could easily slide Kofi into that position. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, just come beat. in, come in and clean house, and you know do all that. But I think it was originally. I think they were just they just swapped Kofi in for what they already had planned for um, for him. Very nice. Uh, so yeah, it should be a pretty good card. I'm looking forward to it, and I think after this, it'll give us a nice clear picture of what we're going to look into at uh, at WrestleMania. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Let's get into our Go Figure segment now. 
Go Figure is our weekly segment here on the show where we go through our weekly figure purchases, t-shirt purchases, whatever we've bought frivolously over the last week and uh, want to let you know about. So uh, I'll let Sheena go first because I haven't I haven't gotten too much stuff. It's been it's been more for other people, but I'll get to that. Yeah, we got um, so we picked up series sixty six Bludgeon Brothers, um, and they're, they're like freaking. The figures are just dope. I mean, the gimmick was lame. I did not like the gimmick, um, but the the figures were are they're just beautiful. We'll be um, unboxing them on Bo- Unboxing Mania for all of our Patreons this week, so stay tuned for that. Um, and then we. Uh, unboxed wrestlemania basic trish stratus so we unboxed that figure this week so th- those were our uh three pickups that we had for the week and um yeah pretty pretty good little haul nothing too nothing too crazy um no no pete duns no alistair blacks no ruby riots um but you know solid pickup yeah i've been looking out for you i can't find any of those we'll get to that in a minute i bought uh i mentioned it the uh i, I reached out to some of our patreons and they tweeted out i saw that they needed some stuff so both of them uh, from outside of the country, you know, I didn't know how much shipping it was to uh, Northern Ireland, and now I know twenty four dollars. Which uh, you know, hey, they they paid for it, so it doesn't seem, it sounds like they don't get the retros over there. They don't get too many figures, and they'd have to buy it from you know ringside or something for astronomical prices. So uh, you know, took it down yeah. to the uh, to the old, and also I, I like to I like to see the sets kind of be gone from my Walmart, so they come back in for Series Eight. So. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a double-edged sword, so I got a, cu- yep, a couple of those bought, and um, uh, of course our boy Mike wanted some of those retro rings from uh, the, the ever-closing Kmart, um, so I bought him six of those, which uh, we still have some left if anybody needs some, I'll, I'll hook you up. Uh, I, I am ready to spend money. I am so tired of looking for these Pete Dunn and NXT elites. I also, I've, I've now become friends or internet friends with about five or six guys from the Baltimore area. We've started a little uh, Facebook chat group called the Baltimore Elite Squad, and we're, you know, they're all five of them or six of them are all looking for the same thing. We're, they're posting pictures out of all the Walmarts and Targets they go to. Uh, or, or one of them is actually like, man, I'm going to get a job. I'm just going to get a side gig at, at Target, you know, like two days a week just to get some figs. Like that's, that's, that's number one, that's dedication. Number one, it's sad that you would have to even do that because, you know, I mean, there, there's yeah. such a high demand for these things, man. It's getting, it's getting really old. I love, you know, I love the thrill of the hunt. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't seen any of the things I'm looking for anywhere. But yeah, see, that's the, that's the thing. I, I appreciate the thrill of the hunt and I appreciate like getting out there and pounding the pavement to see what's out there and like having to go store to store and not just, you know, shooting fish in a barrel and, you know, ordering everything offline. But it's the Mattel distribution is so inconsistent and it's so crazy and it's so regional and you never freaking know. Like, I can't even tell you, like, I mean, if, if I could find something I needed on the pegs, like one out of every five times I went to like Target or Walmart, like I would be thrilled. But like, I literally can't remember like the last thing that I got off the pegs at any of our local stores. I think Johnny Gargano was, um, was the last thing I got. And, wow. Um, yeah. That was yeah. like old yeah. school. So if that tells you anything, um, but yeah, it's, it's bad. Oh, also, I have a correction from last week. Um, I was so super hyped because I was like, oh my God, Brickseek is stepping their game up. And I gave you guys all those DCPIs because they, you know, I was like, oh my God, they did it for the individual figure. So we're going to be able to like see what figures we have in stock um, when they come in. And our buddy, of Ch- our friend of Chick Foley at Heat's Toy Box, if you're listening to this, thanks for the heads up. He was like, uh, I listened to the show. He's like, you know, awesome show, blah, blah, blah. Um, the DCPIs you gave were the online 
DCPIs. Oh, and I was like, Sheena, oh, come on. my God. I was like, of course. I should have known that it made it too much sense and it was too easy and it would have made our lives so, so much more simple. I should have known that it was too good to be true. Um, and then um, our buddy Squared Circle Photography told us um, that Walmart, they're not even checking other store, other Walmart store stock anymore. So legitimately, it's like, feels like the 70s. You just got to get out there and... <laughs> Just drive store to store. You don't know what's oh there when you gosh. get there. Um, but yeah, because I mean, now Brixie doesn't even tell you. I mean, for the last several months, it hasn't even told you like how many are in stock. It used to tell you like a number. So you could say like, hey, well, it's these six NXTs, these six Alexander Rusevs have <laughs> been there for, you know, six months. Um, and then all of a sudden you have 12 NXT figures. Like, okay, well, there's hope. Like there's six new yep. figures there. I don't know what they are, um, but there's six new figures. But now it doesn't even do that. So yeah, happy figure hunting, guys. It's just you know we're taking it old school until someone can come up with a better a better method. Yeah, I'm getting, or Mattel can just step their game up. I'm getting pretty pissed off with Brixie because I've been I was like, man, let me even check something. Like I know they have that top picks Braun Strowman in all of the stores I go to. Let me try the skew finder for that and punch it in and see if it comes up. And it still shows out of stock. So I don't know yeah, what well for, the hell um, I'm doing. Yeah, for, well, for Target, you need to use the DCPI, and then for Walmart, you have to use the uh, UPC number. I think is what it is. But yeah, so yeah, but Target has like <laughs> it has like a DCP DPCI Finder link, and then you can kind of just type in like a Google, like you just type in Ruby and do search, and she'll come up, and then I'll click it, and then I'll put my zip code in, and then I'll check inventory. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust anything Brixie at this point. It was reliable for a little while, but we should have known it was going to be too good to be true. Yeah, so I'm sure the stores are like getting all pissed off at them about it. Yeah, they're like, get these marks out of our toy section. And then I started thinking the other day, like, do I really want this Pete done? Like, I, do I just want yes. this Pete done because, like, do I just want to date this girl because she won't talk to me, or do I do I really <laughs> want to date this girl? You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. No, but, you you definitely want this this Pete done. You want to date this girl. She's the hottest chick on the block, um, and she's like the prom queen. Okay, so um, yeah, you definitely want her. But I'm definitely not willing to pay 150 plus no, on eBay for no. her. Like that is insane. It's gonna be so funny because I'm wondering like if this is gonna be one of those anomalies where it's like so hot right now, and then in like four or five months it's gonna be like like melting the pegs you know what i'm saying i have an awful story i need to mention i my mother and father and sister all came over for dinner the other night at that at the house that doesn't have any furniture or kitchen we just like got like takeout and showed them what was going on at the house and my mom my mom works at walmart like in the back i know you know, you know that but uh she came in like oh did you did you really want that wrestler with the with the crown and the the cape and all that i i saw him out there a little while probably that a oh. month ago I was like, yeah, you, did you get him, Mom? Did you grab him? Like, no, no. I mean, he's probably gone by now, but I'll check tomorrow when I'm there. I'm like, oh, my God. How many weeks ago was oh. this? You know, this was like, it's like a month ago or so. <laughs> oh, my God, Mom. <laughs> I couldn't like, I couldn't. Oh I was almost like the, the meme where the kid's like veins are popping out of his head. That's how I felt. Like, oh, my God. I know. And you try not to like heal off on your, your poor Yeah, mom. she doesn't Just know. Like, she doesn't know the yeah. fig life. You're like, come on, mom. Um, she does yeah, have a backlink for me, though, so that's good. Yeah, that is good. You need to just send her with, like, photos. Like, make it as simple as possible for her. Um, but, yeah, back to back to Pete Dunn. I, I think this may be the most sought-after Mattel figure 
ever. Like I know like when I see it pop up on my Instagram, I'm like instantly like scroll stop. I'm like, where is this? Who is this? How did he get this? <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I'm pumped. I mean, I know we'll eventually have Pete Dunn. I mean, we may not be, we're not going to be the first people to have him obviously, but, um, who cares? Like it, it's a dope figure and we will have the bruiser weight. Um, and until then I got you, I got you, Phil, you're the, you're the boozer weight. There you go. The, yeah. The, the, the wine salesman. So, <laughs> I love uh, that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. cool. I did find, I forgot about this. I found a macho man, uh, retro randomly on the pegs at, at target. They always just have the, wow. the new day sets. Yeah. So I picked that up and uh, a buddy, uh, Facebook buddy, uh, William house who, who sent me the, the entire retro series seven, he needs it. So I'm going to send it to him and just have it as a down payment. Cause I know he's going to get the retro series eight way before me. So we, we worked out a little trade ski. So this is going to be like a player to be named later for the, uh, the retro series eight. So it's kind of a, I have a gift card and waiting, so that, that's nice. that's good. So yeah, you know, friends helping friends. Definitely, uh, I think I I don't know if I'd post it or not, but I'm going to post it to the Patreon page. Just some there's like six or seven really good Facebook groups uh, of folks just kind of trading stuff, selling stuff. So, you know, they're looking for newer stuff and asking questions, and a lot of people are. You know, I have some bills coming up. I want to get rid of my entire Mattel retro, my entire Elite collection. You know, you get that every once in a while. So um, yeah. So it's pretty, you know, pretty cool. If you're looking for something, it, there's always somebody trying to sell it at the same time. So uh, I did want to talk to you about these Young Buck LGNs because uh, you know more about them than I do. I've I never collected LGNs back in the past. I want to know your thoughts. They've kind of released the pictures of what the figures look like. What are your thoughts? I mean, I like them. I'm gonna get them. Like, let's be real. Like, I'm I'm legitimately gonna get them. Um, but I feel like they could have just been a little bit more awesome for i mean since ljn's been dormant for like the last 30 years i feel like maybe um they could have just put a little more effort into it but that being said i'm not gonna i'm not trying to crap on these because i do love that the line's back and i think that we're gonna get some some awesome figs here in the future so um you know i'm gonna cop these but i think they could have been better thoughts yeah i mean i don't know how you you know if you're a kid how you play with them with that when they're in this uh you know the kind of the pose intro pose position but uh you know for display they seem like a, a pretty cool piece i don't know the, yeah i feel like this would actually be one that i feel like i would keep in the box you know what i'm saying yeah, like I, th- I think they look they look really good in the box and the box looks really good um but yeah again like you know how i mean i don't think they're they're for people like us they're for the collector i don't think they're for playability you know um i feel like i don't know how many kids like watch the young bucks or whatever but um (laughs) there i think these are definitely made for the collector but um but yeah i'm excited about them i'm 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 excited to see if they do you know all the elite um and come out with them first and then maybe you know maybe we can strike some sort of deal with wwe and get some some you know wwe figures in ljn form is it true that chalk line is is behind these ljn figures I mean, I'm not at liberty to say, I don't think. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was public knowledge. I don't know. Yeah, I feel, I mean, they they have been linked to them, but I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to step on their, their, their dealings. They got lots of things going on with WWE and I don't know what their dealings are with all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not trying to cross any wires or mess up anybody's, uh, you know, paydays. Uh, speaking of uh, chalk line, you you've been posting. They got some some fire jackets coming up on. They got the Yo. Bam Bam Bigelow jacket. They got the Yo. they got yes. the uh, the Ninja Turtles jacket. What was another one I saw that I was like, man, I want this so bad. 
Oh, uh, that the Bret Foundation. the Heart Foundation one is sick too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Heart Foundation jacket is straight fire. And then they have the reverse. So they came out with the gold, gold dust. Um, and this is like the reverse. It's like the black gold dust. Um, and yeah, they have the Bella Twins that Brittany Sacco designed. She's designed um, a couple of jackets for them. And she always does an amazing job. She actually designed these leggings um, for this company. And I can't remember. I actually have two pair of the leggings. And I cannot remember the name of the company. But they're WWE leggings. So she's like really talented in that in that area. And I'm super glad that she's getting some, getting some shine and getting to uh you know design for some of these like you know awesome peeps very nice yeah very cool uh mm-hmm. we need to get uh chalkline to be one of our advertisers just so we can get some free jackets <laughs> i know dude for real um and i know we talk a lot about figs on here but i did want to show some love we were joking earlier on the show about uh fully posable um and kind of just you know ribbing them because we were like oh well we, we want advertisements but um if you want more figure news guys like jeff and scott and celeste and the whole crew over there they put on an awesome podcast at fully posable and you can find them on instagram at, at fully posable wfp um those guys show up week in and week out and they they bring the figure news to you so if you're looking for more figure news then our um you know go figure segment then you definitely need to check them out they they drop every sunday they are a great podcast i just can't believe they're doing the ads um uh, it's <laughs> patreon.com slash chick foley show too so just so you know but yeah i don't like all the ads that they're going to be doing and uh, slash slash chick foley show for patreon um pro wrestling tees. pro wrestling tees too yeah uh so let's move on to our random merch of the week here and this one I saw this on some of the uh, the T-shirt seller guys on Instagram talking about what they wanted to buy this thing, and the price just got pretty astronomical. Is this for real? So, okay, I didn't even know that there were people like wanting this thing. Um, so, guys, just so you know what it is, it's there is a smoking guns T-shirt, size extra large, uh, vintage from 1996, um, is what the listing says, and it's a smoking gun. It's got Billy and Bart on the front, um, you know, wearing their full cowboy gimmick. And the listing is for 15000 You heard that right, $15,000. Like, what the freak? Are you kidding me? Like, is somebody really buying? You get free shipping, though, so it could oh, be a Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Um, but I need, I, I need to, like, hit up my buddy at Wrestling for Sale to see, like, what's going on with this T-shirt. Like, I can't understand why this would even be listed. And the guy, the, the thing that blows my mind is that this seller has 116 feedback, right, on eBay, and he's got 100% positive feedback. So he's not, I mean, from what I can tell, he's not like a Bobo seller, right? Well, I mean, he doesn't set the price. That was a bidding war, it sounds like. Uh, I forget who it was that, that I followed. It wasn't Wrestling for Sale, but it was one of the other guys that, that sells uh, wrestling T-shirts, and he put on his Instagram story basically like, it was it was like 500 bucks. He was like, uh, nobody tried to buy. I'm winning this, so don't even like. Just basically, you're you're not going to win this. I'm winning this, basically to anybody who who wanted to read it. And I don't know if the the bidding just everyone was just like, okay, I'll just put in some bids and screw this guy over if he's going to be cocky or what. So I don't know if ended up somebody ended up paying for it or what. I don't know if if there's an, a a bid that big. If you don't pay for it, you just get like your eBay account just like canceled or I something. Think it, I don't it sold i think the listing just ended right like it doesn't show any bids on um on the original listing oh when i saw it it was like too hot like it was like cheap you know not cheap but it just started like somebody had found it so maybe maybe it just got too high and that ebay ended it or something i don't know 
Maybe he took the listing down and he relisted it. Maybe he thought something. He probably knows no one's going to pay 15. For 15 grand, you can get the smoking guns, guns to come to your house and uh, cl- <laughs> clean your house for you. <laughs> right? God, you were so right. You totally nailed it. Like, yeah, exactly. Definitely so- Bart Gun. I mean, you can get Bart Gun for a couple grand. <laughs> In a case of Bud Light. He'll, 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 he'll butterbean you for two, for two grand. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just couldn't believe like you, you just never know what you were going to find on eBay. So guys, like I said, if you're out there sitting on any vintage wrestling merch, oh man, if you are sell it now because the market is so high for any, any go, go on eBay and try to find a, like an undertaker vintage shirt or like one of those dude, all over print, like Lex Luger I, shirts. They're dude, I am so like, I'm so mad at myself that I did not get into the vintage wrestling t-shirt game like 10 years ago. Oh like my God. what was, what was I thinking? Like, I mean, you could find that, that stuff at thrift stores. I can't tell you how many like vintage stone cold Steve Austin. Like, I used to go thrifting all the freaking time. And I cannot tell you how many vintage like stone cold shirts and oh, rock shirts, and, like, all these vintage wrestling shirts that I've seen over the years. And like, I just didn't pick them up because I was like, well, what am I going to, you know, why yeah. do I don't need this, you yeah. know? Um, and oh my God, like I could like kick myself for not just picking those things up and storing them away. But I mean, how was I supposed to know that the vintage wrestling market was going to pick up like 10,000%. It's so weird know? too because because wrestling right I, I don't know if it's just people that don't even watch wrestling that are buying them it's just to be like cool like kind of hipsterish. It's nostalgia, man. It's nostalgia yeah. plus not to mention like 90s fashion is kind of in that era where it's back, you know? So like um the the 90s look like that kind of like grungy dirty <laughs> 90s look is kind of back. So um I think that that kind of led to it as well as like 90 90s fashion being back plus wrestling it's it's people like us. It's like the you know the what what whatever's our generation called. We're not millennials. We're like right before the millennials. Generation like Z, Y, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But um, it's it's us because we have that nostalgia factor. You know. Have you have you been watching Slobby's World on Netflix? Slobby's World. Yeah. No, is it like supposed to be like Bobby's World? No, it's just this guy who he runs like a vintage like store in like uh, Tucson, Arizona, maybe or something. In. And his his voice sounds like if you put a uh, piece of corn on the cob down at like the garbage disposal, he's the worst voice of all time. But he he, I mean, his story is just basically like our childhood. He has like you know all kinds of old basketball jerseys and toys and wrestling shirts and like he just basically it's basically like Pawn Stars or or a store you know a show like that where he has people yeah. come in trying to buy stuff. He'll go in like on hunts for, you know thrift stores and and buy stuff and like find some old Gucci shirts and all kinds of Space Jam stuff. But it's it's a cool like for Netflix it's a cool like just show to watch to zone out at and see a bunch of vintage stuff. You know, I always love, you know, they have some toys and and stuff like that on there. Not as much as I would have wanted. It's mostly clothes, but it's a, it's a, it's a good show, but it definitely gets me. Yeah. If you watch it you're like, "Man, I want to buy something right now. I want to buy something." Uh get you yeah. in the, get you in that buying mode. But uh yeah, I mean it's yeah, if it's uh, if I known I got I think about, man, if I had like a time machine, what would I do? And I would like, I always go back to like the, the back to the future thing where he had the book where it had all this, all the sports scores. So I, I do that. And then I would go to like a, you know, survivor series 93 and just buy like a hundred t-shirts and, you know, 
Yeah, dude, it would, uh, there, it's just one of those things, like, you just never know what the hell is going to blow up, and, like I said, if you're sitting on some stuff right now, um, and you don't want it, you better unload it, because you never know when that bubble's going to pop, you know what I'm saying, and, like, then it's going to be, like, baseball cards, and, like, they'll be back to being worthless, so if you got some stuff, and you ain't trying to keep it, or wear it, or whatever, freaking unload that stuff on eBay, or hit up our buddy Wrestling for Sale, because, uh, you know, if you got some good stuff, he'll, he can make you an offer, um, so, you know. Yeah, I bought some shirts from uh, WWF Plug on Instagram. He's, uh, yeah. I think he's over in I England, but yeah, uh, he he's definitely had some really good prices over there. So check him out, friend of the show. Um, other than that, I um, you know, we got our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Oh, what, you got anything this week, Phil? Uh, not yet, but I'll have something by the time you're done here. I like I like your recommendation. This is a good match. Yeah, so we got Elimination Chamber 2015. It's the uh, only ever tag team Elimination Chamber match for the vacant WWE titles. Um, but the real um, the real star of this show was uh, Seth and Dean at the end. You know, uh, I, that that's what you really came to see. They're they're fighting for the World Heavyweight Championship. So, anywho, the Dean steals the uh, the title. Uh, so if you really want to go back and watch something fun, definitely go back and check out that that uh, tag team elimination chamber match, and then uh, fast forward a little bit and see Dean Ambrose uh, defeating Seth Rollins by D- by DQ. I have a good match. Kind of fits not the uh, Valentine's theme, but it fits the you know the time frame here. No Way Out 2000. This is kind of the tail end of the Attitude Era. It was Triple H against Cactus Jack for the WWE Championship belt. Uh, title versus career in a hell in the cell match and it was a, a bloody affair and uh you know it was a it's it, 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 when you watch it now it's kind of hard to watch some of the shots that mcfoley took in this one but yeah. uh uh pretty pretty nostalgia these two guys and i and i forget what i was listening to the other day a podcast but uh as far as underrated wrestlers go we always hear about owen hart and a lot of guys and then you can't argue with some of the names but you know mcfoley he had some some awesome matches as Cactus Jack and and mostly as Mick Foley. When you talk about some of the matches, you always hear about you know Rock versus Mick Foley or Stone Cold versus Mick Foley. But you know, Mankind. Yeah, as a tap as a top guy, Mankind, whatever you want to call him, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley had some of the best matches of that you know ten year span. Yeah, he was just he's just that guy that was legitimately like willing to put his life on the line every time he was in there, you know, and he was doing stuff that was just like so extreme at the time. Um, and that's saying a lot because that was a pretty extreme era that he, that he came up in. But, um, yeah, I love, I love Mick Foley. I know he's, I know he gets played out now and he gets a lot of flack for just being like a grumpy old miser. Um, but I, I gotta show a lot of love to my dude, uh, my dude, Mick Foley. This is also, if you want to, same card. The the this is how much talent they had back in two thousand. Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho was the opening match of the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. You know? Yeah. Oh man. Those were the days. I don't wanna I don't wanna sound like an old man, but uh yeah. Uh, so check Some of that our out. listeners are, may not have even been born back then. Exactly, days. yeah. That's that's pretty crazy too. Um yeah, uh listener mail of the week. So I have one from one of our newest Patreon members. Uh by the way, it's chickfoleyshow.com slash uh No, I messed that up. I messed that up. We'll cut you that out. You messed it up. Jesus Christ. We'll cut that out. We'll get an editor like the fully posable guys have, who are doing ads now, by the way. Jesus Christ. I can't even I'm just pissed about this. I mean, it's an awesome podcast, 
butt up. Yeah, it's prowrestlingtees.com, and then you just do a search for Chick Foley show there. All right. Uh, let me pull up Zach Egloff's message here. I said, you're in, a, you're in a back alley surrounded by vagrants and vandals. I don't know what the difference is between the two, but okay. You can perform perform one finishing move from the past 30 years. Which one do you perform to escape this dangerous situation and why? In other words, which finisher do you think would be the most effective in this street fight? Um, hope I'm never in this situation. Yeah, hope I'm never in a uh, back alley with vagrants and van- vandals, um, or even just one or the other. Um I would have to go with the Cesaro swing, man. I think uh, oh, man. I would have to like, you know, cause then, cause you could take one guy, right. Yep. And then you could just start swinging and you could take out all of the other vagrants and vandals. And then you could just put the guy you're swinging in a sharpshooter and just show all the other guys you mean business. And hopefully they run off. For some reason, the first thing that came up, that is an awesome idea though. That I didn't even think of that. That was great. Uh, for some reason, the first thing that came up to me, was RKO, but, trying to like turn your back to someone and then do an RKO you're just going to get like punched in the back of your head probably um, yeah how many are we talking here are we talking like are we talking like a full alley like walking dead style with like you know like 40 vagrants and vandals or are we talking like three or four dudes because I, think, I feel like you could you could do an RKO I think with like potentially like three or four because they're going to be so like oh my gosh what's happening and then they're going to be stunned and then you could like hit the other ones with an RKO because they come out of nowhere you know see, what I mean yeah, you, I don't, you know, don't need a lot of setup I'm not worried about the vagrants it's more the vandals I feel like yeah, I'm, I'm worried about yeah. Uh, yeah maybe the JBL clothesline that clothesline from hell just like knock a couple of the guys out and, yeah you could you know. do it like Red Rover style and just freaking <laughs> plow them all, plow them all <laughs> down yeah yeah Oh, I think man. clothesline would be a good one for okay, sure. Okay, nice. Yeah, thank you, Zach. I'm going to put this to good use this weekend. Yeah, I have a couple of uh, listener mails as, uh, as well. We have one coming in from friend of at Chick Foley uh, at My Damn Toys. Uh, Trey says, yo, what's good, Sheena and Phil? I hope you guys are having a blessed week. I have a question for each of you. So we'll start with your question, Phil. Um, it says, my question for Phil is, how the actual hell did you put Nia Jackson Tamina on your Mania 35 card for this year? Ha ha. He said, and uh-huh. do you think they will win the women's tag titles at Elimination Chamber? I think that any team besides Sasha and Bailey would be a massive mistake. I think that Nia Jax and Tamina are terrible talents and shouldn't be anywhere near professional wrestling ring. Ha ha. So I'll let you answer that and then I'll finish his email. Uh, it's yeah, definitely. I mean, when I, I did make it my dream card, but I, I had to like keep it at least somewhat, uh, reasonable, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, you weren't I, just totally like going off the grid, like fantasy booking. Yeah. It was like Bret Hart coming back to, to fight AJ Styles or something, you know? Yeah. That, right. that, that was, I could have gone down a, a, a really weird road and just made it like the greatest card ever, but I didn't. Uh, so I had to keep it kind of loosely based in uh, reality. And I don't know. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I just think that they don't do, they don't give us what we want when they just, they, you know, they hold that nut out as long as they can. And I'd rather see them crown Sasha and Bailey at WrestleMania and give it a, give them that moment than an elimination chamber. And, but it would be weird to to hear that, you know, Oh, who were the first women's uh, tag team champs? Oh, it was Tamina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's awful. But yeah, I don't. I do not watch. Enjoy watching them wrestle. But I, I do have to, you know, give Nia props for the heat that she has and owning it, and you know, yeah, performing with it. So exactly. And this is like no, like I, 
I like to say, like, I like to keep it kayfabe, but um, Nia Jax, like, I also watch Total Divas. Not that that's real, but, you know, I, Nia Jax is, like, a, she seems, like, to me, like, a beautiful person. Um, so I hate to always sound like I'm, like, crapping on her. And Tamina's probably pretty freaking awesome as well. I mean, she's got to be doing something, right? I mean, she's, like, of all the roster cuts that they've made over the last however many years, and she survived every single one of them. So she must be a damn good employee is all I'm saying. Um, but... In the, in the wrestling world, yeah, Nia Jax and Tamina, I don't want them anywhere near, but I can totally see where you would, where you would want them to go ahead and just win it now, and then, like, to have Sasha and Bayley come against these insurmountable odds, um, you know, at, at WrestleMania fighting these, like, you know, the freaking Twin Towers, <laughs> you know, these two small girls taking on um, Nia and Tamina and having that having that WrestleMania moment and getting their, their tag uh starting their tag reign there. So I can definitely see that. But Trey goes on to say, uh, my question for Sheena is how would you return Roman Reigns when he's ready to, in fact, return? It's basically fantasy booking type question. Also, he should, also, this is Trey's opinion, he shouldn't be pushed to the moon upon return. I like, and he said, I, and I like Roman a lot. I uh, hope you guys and the babyface and heel husband have a blessed week and check out my YouTube channel for daily WWE action figure videos. He does do some amazing stuff, you guys, so definitely check him out. Um, it's My Damn Toys. Uh, and his name is Trey. So check him out. As far as Roman Reigns, um, I don't know if how long, like I don't know what, what the prognosis is looking like for how long he is going to be out. But I mean, I think a, for me, I think a Rumble return would just be like incredible, right? Like if they could wait until next year's rumble and have him come out and like, and I think he should do it like old school Roman style, like come down through the audience. You oh know? man, the place um, would go crazy. Like, I think, yeah, I think that would be insane. So I don't know if that's how they'll do it. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how long he's anticipated to be out at this point. Um, but uh, if it's going to be a long time, I can definitely see them bringing him back at the Rumble. Yeah, he's he's filming a movie. He's going to be in that new Rock Rock Jason Statham movie. So, I mean. Dude, he was here. He, like, me and The Rock and freaking Roman Reigns were in the same town at the same time oh, i was man. Like, on the hunt for him dude they were they were in kailua they were filming and then our friend hit us up and was like oh my god that's you know they're they're in kailua my sister just saw him i can't remember if she works at a restaurant or something but she oh, saw both of them and i'm like oh my god and i checked their instagram yeah i had my peepers peeled and i couldn't believe it i mean not that i, I wouldn't know what to say i'd probably just pass out and like go into star star shock um if i saw <laughs> roman reigns and the rock together um but i would hopefully be able to get a selfie before i passed out but um yeah, that would be so freaking awesome, man. I would totally, totally mark out. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I would bring him back. You know, what would you do, Phil? Uh, I mean, something big like that. It'd have to be maybe saving Seth Rollins from something or, you know, the Royal Rumble would be number one. That's why it would be perfect. And I, I, someone also posted, I think it was on our Twitter, one of our Twitter followers or somebody, uh, that he was at like a car show or something with Alexa Bliss over the weekend. And he looked pretty good. I mean, he looked, he looked the same. He hasn't lost his hair or anything. So I don't know if he's going through chemo or anything. Obviously, I don't expect him back anytime soon, but it sounds like he's still up and at him and doing events and things like that. So that's good. Yeah, um, that is good. I just, I just would want him back, you know, to, to the biggest pot possible, and I feel like the Royal Rumble would be perfect for that. Yeah, I have one last listener mail, and this comes into us from at Anthony V seven twenty five, um, and he says, first off, I want to thank you for starting this podcast. So. Anthony, you're welcome. He said it was uh, the first I started listening to, and it's opened me up to a plethora of others um, to make my commute to work much more enjoyable. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad we could turn you on to some of our other, you know, 
our other pod friends because we like we like to show the love. Uh, there's enough room for all of us, and there's enough free time to to kill for all of us to get some listens. So um, I'm glad we could turn you on to some of those guys. So it says, okay, here are my two questions. I feel very blessed to have become a wrestling fan in the 87-88 era. I feel like the builds to matches were amazing, and it got you so invested in the matches. A couple that come to mind are Jake the Snake and Rick Rude, where Rude was trying to steal Jake's wife. Awesome. Uh, and the Mega Powers breaking up for the WrestleMania 5 match. Um, as a father to two young children, I don't get to watch much wrestling except for pay-per-views and NXT events. I wish the WWE could figure out a way to not have the same match for two months on Raw, SmackDown, and then make a pay-per-view stipulation match. Uh, do you think they will ever find a way to keep wrestlers apart so that the match actually means something again? So that was the first part of his question. He's got a second part, but we'll go over that in just a second. So, Anthony, my answer to that is probably not. I mean, there are so many pay-per-views. Back back then in, like, the 87, 88 era, you had just, like, the four main pay-per-views. So you could do that. You know, there was a lot of build, and there was a lot of time. Um, but now it's just, like, constantly go, 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 you know, and they have so much time to fill. I mean, between... Raw and SmackDown and NXT and NXT UK and uh, 205 Live. I mean, that's eight hours a week of wrestling that they have to pump out every single week, you know? So I think it's really hard for them to keep these guys apart. I mean, they have to keep keep the, keep the machine going. Um, if you're into that type of build and those type of storylines and stuff, and you don't have enough time to watch everything, I would say, like, I would commit to just watching NXT, like fully going all in, like, you know, maybe just keeping up loosely with what's going on with WWE, but NXT is the place for that. I mean, they have like these longer feuds, they have more buildup. Um, you know, the storylines are a little more, uh, involved and things like that. So, um, that would be my advice. If you're looking for that type of wrestling, the closest thing you're going to get to that right now in the, in WWE is NXT. Uh, so everything you said was 100% correct. It's probably never going to happen. I wish it would. But, I mean, there's there's 15 events a year now. Back then, I yeah. think I just looked it up while you were speaking. I was multitasking. First Royal Rumble was 88. First uh, Survivor Series was 87. So, you know, they had three events a year, you know, before that, just, yeah. just the WrestleMania thing. And they didn't have television to, to fill time. So I think you're totally right. But I think you could watch the, the pay-per-views and – Things would probably you'd probably enjoy wrestling more if you just watched the pay per views. You wouldn't see you wouldn't have seen uh, five Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley matches against Finn Balor. This would be your first you know first match, and it wouldn't be True. like you know, re rehashing things so much. And they have to do it. I really wish they would go back to. I don't want to say the job the jobbers, but you use some of the guys you have on the roster as developmental talent, like. No way Jose should be losing. He should be coming out every week and losing to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. And, and maybe losing to Finn Balor, but but Bobby Lashley comes out and you know just you know just gets him you know distracted or something or you know they kind of forward the storyline that way without having them wrestle every single week because yeah. it do, it does take away from it and they don't have as long to build storylines anymore. When there's a you know there's a pay, there's there was a pay per view on November second, November eighteenth, and November sixteenth, and you're you know that's it's not too much of a turnaround time, and especially now that they have the the branded pay per views all as one you know company, it's yeah. tough, man, and it's just the, it's just the way it is. I think you're right. NXT they they do you know it's an hour a week, it's a lot mm -hmm. more you know kind of drawn out longer longer form stories. So 
it's yeah. it's the downfall of what they have, but they make so much money now. I mean, they're they're yeah. they're stuck. I think this was the most profitable year ever for the WWE in in, in 2018. They're they're getting millions of dollars for these these television deals. They want to pump as much content as they can on there, and you know, uh, it's we yeah, we it's suffer. Tough. It's just a new yeah, it's a new era. But like I said, I think uh, Anthony, you would be best served to just tune in to like like I said the the NXT. Even if you watch NXT and NXT UK, um, I think you're gonna you're gonna love wrestling. And like Phil said, just tune into the pay per views because yeah, if you hadn't seen all the all the build up, you would actually probably enjoy the pay per view matches a lot more. But his second part of his question is, is I would really like Mattel to make a great Muda early '90s flashback elite figure. If you could have them make any flashback fig, who would it be? Um, and since it is the season, I was thinking about this earlier, since it is the season, um, <laughs> Valentine's Day is, is, well, as you guys are listening to this, it'll already be Valentine's Day. But I was thinking I would love a Greg the Hammer Valentine uh, flashback elite. That would be super dope. And I think just like Mattel could really, really get, get the freaking uh, – fig universe on fire if they did a chase variant of him in his rhythm and blues gear because you know there's like that like oh yeah super ultra mega rare uh greg greg valentine and his rhythm and blues gear for the hasbro um that never released and i think it would just like it would just set the figure world on fire because they were going to do the two-pack right with him and honky tonk yep, man yep. they broke up they they broke up before um you know before it released which that wouldn't stop wwe now but no <laughs> of course not. It, was, no. it was a deal breaker uh back then and i think it would be awesome to have a greg the hammer valentine um flashback and then a chase variant with the the rhythm and blues gear uh, I would love to have the. It's never going to happen either. But I'd love to have the Owen Hart Elite King of Hearts, and maybe like a variant of a Blue Blazer or something like that. And you know, maybe do all the proceeds going to his kid's college fund or something, or make it you know make it uh, kind of a special deal because that's a figure that I'd love to have in the collection and one of my most favorite wrestlers growing up uh, with the feuds yeah, with for sure. with Brett. So yeah, that's a great question, man. Ring Ringside Collectibles. We didn't mention it, but they're doing a. Uh, on Friday, I think they're announcing their their latest uh, exclusive figure, and they usually do kind of figures that are not super mainstream. I forget the last one they did. Maybe it was the Brian Kendrick or the, the Bret Hart uh, King of the Ring winning figure. So that'll be interesting to see what they come out with. That'll be, that'll be cool. Yeah. That's all of our listener mail for this week. Sorry if you guys can hear the Hounds of Justice. They're like they, they're this like, is like the same time. Ever, they must have. Are they about to eat or something? Because this is like you yeah, know they're quiet like, as hell. And then all of a sudden, right before we end the show, they start whining. It is their dinner time, um, and I usually try to feed them before the show. But like, yeah, it's this time that the Hounds of Justice always start to get a little like you know get a little stir crazy locked up here in Sharpshooter Studio. Uh, we've joked about it a lot on the show, but definitely check out patreon.com slash Chick Foley show, guys. We're going to be pumping out this weekend. We're going to film our first uh, special episode. It's going to be a 32-person bracket of the best gimmicks in wrestling history. We've removed The Undertaker. It's going to be The Undertaker Memorial Bracket just because uh, we felt like he was going to be the, the clear-cut winner, and I think it's going to make it a lot more fun to kind of go through some some old memories of some wrestlers, mostly from our childhood uh, when the gimmicks were kind of more uh, kind of uh, outlandish and, and look at some of those. So that'll be fun. Sheena and I have been doing some unboxing videos, but seriously, the, the lowest tier we have is a 
dollar a month you know you'll get a personal sh- uh, shout out a thank you here on the show we'll email you our show notes uh, that sheena puts together so greatly and we do a uh, an nxt takeover recap episode every time we do they have a takeover event so a dollar gets you that and it goes up from there but definitely check it out uh, sheena and i will be using this money uh, for stuff for the show uh, cocktails uh, explosives yeah. fireworks uh, stuff like that flying limousine riding yep. Yeah, now that I don't have to pay Xfinity, man. You know, just life is really looking up. So, uh, right. yeah, check us out there. We appreciate it. And definitely check out our friends over at Fully Posable. Uh, they do a great wrestling podca- wrestling figure podcast uh, that usually drops Monday mornings. I know it's either you know Sunday night, Monday morning, but uh, I always space out my week. I listen to those guys on Monday. I listen to the, the uh, major wrestling figure podcast on Friday. I listen to something to wrestle with on Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, something you have almost every day of the week covered by a wrestling podcast. It's nice. A show. Uh, you can, you can check us out at, uh, or you can ask us some questions or drop some lines, some requests at ask chick Foley at gmail.com. Uh, one more thing about the Patreon, the top level is $50 a month. And we've added to that a, uh, a free Chick Foley T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com. Plus, you'll get a, a guest spot on the show. You can sign up for that for one month and then drop down to one of the lower segments. We'd love to have a guest uh, guest co-host on the show for you know for Go Figure or recapping one of the pay-per-views. So that'll be pretty cool once we get some people uh, trying to do that. So uh, yeah, ask full ask Chick Foley at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and leave us a nice review on iTunes if you can and. Uh, We'll be back here next week. We'll be recapping Elimination Chamber, Sheena. And hopefully one of us will have found Pete Dunne or some of those NXT elites for for less than astronomical prices. Fingers crossed. Happy hunting. Enjoy your Valentine's Day out there and uh, stay classy, Marks. We'll be back with you next week. Yep.